Has anyone seen any Legion yet? Not yet. I've got it saved in my in my IQ, ready to go. I've watched the first episode. Yeah? I had to watch it twice to understand it. I've heard that, that you actually <laughs> have to watch. I've heard people that really liked it and they've watched it two or three times because mm. there's so much shit you got to pick up on. Yeah, they definitely don't spoon feed you info. Yeah. So, um, so it's good. Yeah, I feel like the end of the first episode, it's like, oh, now we're starting. Now we're kicking it off. Let's yeah. see, see what's happening. So, But I haven't gotten around to the second F yet. Wow. So. The X-Men lover in our group giving something X-Men a really positive review. That's a, that's a first chance there, buddy. <laughs> Get into Geek, this is a Get Into Movies team. We are here to talk Logan, a full spoilers chat. You can check out our non-spoilers chat if you haven't seen the film yet on the uh, channels on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But back here to talk full spoilers, my name is Mitch. Joining me as always, Matty Gibson. Yo. And Lincoln Lewis. G'day, big brother. Now, the uh, the other two Gibsons, usually here for our Get Into Movies chats, Brendan and Reese, unable to make the screening, therefore unable to make our soft. podcast tonight. Bit soft, bit soft. Hopefully they'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> There's your soundbar again. Good stuff. Well, if you, uh, as I said, if you want to check out our non-spoilers review, it's somewhere else from now on. At this point, we're just talking full spoilers that you have been warned. Let's get into it. Where do we want to start, boys? Let's start how the movie starts. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There was a page of the script that Hugh Jackman had uh, tweeted or Instagrammed out a few months ago, uh, I think leading up to the first trailer, and it showed, yeah, like the first second page of the script, and the first line he says in there was, fuck, and then it went on to suggest him beating these people up or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're going to get into it really early. And it's like, yeah, they did. And then it was like you started in the middle of the film. As far as swearing and violence goes, they didn't build up to anything. It just started. Yeah. He's swearing all over the place, calling yeah. people motherfuckers. From one to ten straight He's up. He's chopping just heads off. straight in the middle. Yeah. Arms, arms are, cop- are chopping off, like, like getting shot through the guts, and he gets straight back up, and he just starts, yeah, like decapitating people. So, like, yeah, it, it goes... Zero to 100 yeah. very quickly. Yeah, yeah you and know straight away. That yeah. was the big thing about this movie, right? So obviously a year ago we have Deadpool. Fans and even non-fans in hindsight, I guess, agree. You can't make Deadpool, the character that Deadpool is, give him his own movie that's a lot truer than he was in X-Men Origins Wolverine mm-hmm. and not have him go full violent and swear and get filthy and all that. That had to work. Mm. And it was a much different film. And that's much, if you really just black or white it, that's a comedy. And this is a, you know, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is drama. That's comedy. Yeah, but- Deadpool is definitely, it's a it's a comedy charading as a action comic book film. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this film's coming up and people go, well, hey, if they're making a movie about Logan and if it is indeed Hugh Jackman's last time, then... Well, I mean, they've got to make it all right. Now they know they can do it because they did it with Deadpool. Not as easily done as it is said. But then they, lo and behold, come out and said, no, 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 we're going to make this R-rated, American, mm. obviously, MA here. And so you go into this we're movie. We're here in Australia. We are tougher, yeah. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can handle it. <laughs> and this movie starts, and yeah, we, I know we said in our uh, non-spoilers that it's a lot of pressure because you're watching Hugh Jackman. We've been watching this guy for 17 years play Wolverine, which is ridiculous. Oof. Like... Over half my life I've been watching this X-Men series, which is something I thought about tonight watching the movie. I've been watching this franchise, that guy there, Patrick Stewart, this guy, Hugh Jackman, play these characters since I was 14 years old, you know, which is ridiculous. You know, so it's a lot of pressure. This is the last time we're going to see Hugh Jackman. I think even Patrick Stewart himself, he also has said, I think I'm done now with the franchise. Mm. He didn't think that until he went and saw the world premiere or, or a screening with uh, Hugh Jackman a few weeks ago, whenever it was. And he, he said he actually cried watching it. 
and he thought, well, there's, there's, I can't yeah. leave the franchise in any better way than I've left it with this film, even though it's not about him. Yeah. And it's a very sudden end for Xavier as, um, as compared to Wolverine's goodbye because it is Wolverine's film. And we can get to that uh, a little bit more uh, a little bit later. But... Yeah, the our rating, MA rating slapped on top of it as well mm. to sort of not live up to Deadpool, but I guess justify itself. And I don't know. I think after that first scene, you know, him sort of rescuing his limousine from um, <laughs> from the carjackers, that I'm like, wow, I kind of want to see that Berserker rage scene in the in the mansion in X2. This version of it, yeah. just because mm. he was pissed off and then he reacted accordingly based on what type of person. He is. And, you know, as it went on, there were times, and I think both of you I've spoken to since we finished watching it, we've sort of agreed that, oh, it probably didn't need as many decapitations or, or, you know, punctures through the head or didn't even need as much swearing as it had. But it hits that point where they were kind of making up for all the different movies that he hasn't gone full Wolverine. And Mm. so, like, it is kind of warranted. And I get what you're saying. Like, it is a bit of an overload of decapitations and, and, and bodies just getting piled up like a video game. But I, like, I enjoyed it because no character can do that except for Wolverine. Mm. Like, Deadpool, yeah. yeah, he can do it. But Wolverine is the animal. He's got the claws. He's meant to be this bad bastard. And There's all, a brutality about yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's fierce. So through all these movies, he's been, like, so controlled. Obviously, they're trying to cater to kids watching this thing. So in X-Men 2, like you were just saying, you know, there was one part where he's, like, jumped and clawed two dudes and then thrown them behind him or something, and it literally looked like he's used the force because his <laughs> claws were, like, a meter away from him. So it was like, okay, that I, I get what he was doing, but it sucked. Whereas this, they were like, nah, we need to f*** your heart out. Yeah. So, he, it's just literally every time his claws touch someone, you're going to see a spray of their body go somewhere. Yeah. And it was well justified. Like, yeah, it was an overload on it, but it was needed. I feel like in the gauging the audience reaction to it, it's like every time there was that really gratuitous sort of bit of violence yeah. and bit of gore... It was just like this collective like giggle yes. around around the like it was like oh, we should be seeing this yeah, What's yeah totally doing? yeah it was like we no one knew how to Fine. how to react because it's a finally moment yeah and it yeah. takes you takes you by surprise doesn't it yeah because like you're saying for 17 years we've seen a G-rated you know um, Hugh Jackman so to see him like this it's like it's like it's like watching porn you're like I, should, I, should, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be watching this welcome well, to that, a whole new world yeah <laughs> we're sort of conditioned as as audience members that. We see a child, even in a violent film, well, they're not going to be involved in the violence. Mm. X-23 doesn't have that problem. Mm. Like, if anything, she was more violent than what he was because she didn't have that self-awareness to, you know, draw a line. You know, she just knew that she was either one thing or she was another. Yeah, whereas she was acting purely she, on instinct. Yeah. 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 Instinct. yeah. She didn't know any different. No. Yeah. So it was sick. She just, she yeah, like, she just reacted accordingly. She's mm. like... The badass version of Hit Girl from Kick Ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing I was about to bring up. Is it remember when that movie came out? It was two thousand and nine? I want to say Kick Ass came out, and in the Red Band trailer, you see this. I think at the t- was she nine or eleven? No, she was eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven year old girl. Eleven year old Hit Girl, and she chops the bloke's head off and says, "Okay, you." C- Let's go, or show me what you got. And people were losing their minds because one, you've got a, a she, what? Who knows how old she was at the time? I can't think of the actress. Chloe, Chloe Grace, Grace Moretz, Moretz was at the time, you know, probably thirteen or something, or fourteen or whatever. But her character has just decapitated someone with a sword, and she's dropped the C bomb while wearing a purple wig. Exactly, and it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, you, you, it's you, so theatrical. You're glorifying this, and you're sexualizing her, and it's all fantasy. Blah 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 blah. And now it's like, while we were surprised, because again, 
people like myself and Lincoln, Maddie, don't have that background of the X-Men uh, mm. knowledge. And I'd say 99% of the people in our screening and most screenings out there, they're not going to know who the friggin' hell X-23 is. I don't no. know who this chick is. Whereas I don't you... even think it's mentioned, is it? You see it on a piece on of a paper. On a screen, it is. Yeah, very screen, much. But they, throughout the whole film, it's just Laura. Laura, yeah. yeah. Well, even just the character of Laura and who she represents, I guess, mm. from, uh, from the comics that... We, black or white, don't know what to expect from her. And then all of a sudden, mm. she is very much a miniature version of Wolverine. I was, I was kind of side-looking at you two because I knew the reveal was coming of her of her toe claw. Mm. Her foot claw. And I was like, <laughs> I was like so you, guys, you guys are either going to buy that and lose your minds or go, what the hell is that piece <laughs> of shit? <laughs> so I was kind of just like watching you guys react. Yeah. But at the same time, I hadn't seen the footage. So I was like, well, I want to see this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely worked better than, say, when the uh, faux Deadpool at the end of Origins Wolverine, you know, has katana blades pop mm. out of his arm. Meter actually, long ones. They're actually longer than the arm they've just come from, which yeah. is weird. So, like, that just didn't work. Whereas her having one pop out of her foot, it's like, well, why wouldn't the people that created her try yeah. that, you know? There was that moment in the, in the film where... Uh, uh, Xavier was referring to, you know, a female, you know, tigers or whatever, you know, in in, in the yeah. wild and said that, well, you know, everyone assumes that the, the, the males are the hunters and the, the females mm. are all about protection. It's like, well, they, they can do both. They, with their front claws, mm. they attack and with their back, they, they defend. And I'm like, I, yeah, but that adamantium has been put there. Don't, don't, let's not pretend like she was They've developed yeah. her with an adamantium foot claw. Obviously, they, they gave almost, her whatever. It's almost like they were trying, like, Xavier was somehow justifying what this, you know, company of people had done to her. It's yeah. like, he's like, well, this is obviously why they've done it, because they're using evolution as a, as a, as a blueprint. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel like that probably should come from someone else. Yeah. There is, there is a tiny part of me that almost wishes X-23 was maybe a few years older. And again, only because I, I know, you know, the backstory of X-23 and I've seen her at different ages and that sort of thing. I almost feel like I wanted to see like a 14-year-old, a 14-year-old mm -hmm. X-23. Maybe we would have gotten... I mean, this actress was phenomenal. Um, I couldn't picture it any different than the actress they've got. Mm. I, I actually respectfully disagree. No, no, that's, that's yeah, but cool. But it's like... She, like, it's, it's like that, that, it's that age thin... was perfect because... There was the like with age you can't comes the comprehension of everything going on around you. So mm. she was at such a young age, she was acting purely for instinct. Yeah. And so when dudes are do shit, like she walks out of that that silo at the start and just oh, tosses one of the dudes' heads at the yeah. feet of all the other guys because it's just literally like that's just what happens. Yeah. But if it was someone older, they'd have to add a bit of emotion to it. They'd have to add some more dialogue and this and that. I'm thinking so. It's like the like the age that she is is just pure instinct. She's just gonna. F yeah, yeah. I think the dichotomy for me was because they were playing her innocence and the fact that she really never had a childhood and hadn't grown up. I feel like if I'd seen like a fourteen-year-old who was acting like an eight-year-old, mm. I think that would have been a really interesting vibe. Mm. But that's a fine line that you got to play with too, because it's sort of like yeah. when the older they get, do it's... you do you give them a child mentality? What where do you go? Whereas the younger the person is, you can get away with a lot more. That's right. And I feel like with this film as well, I think it it was almost written a little bit once they cast it because from what I remember yeah. very early on with the casting calls for it, they were looking for anyone between the ages of like 10 and 16. Mm. So Good. I feel like, you know, if, if she was the best person for the role and she was 10, do it. I'd rather see her as 10 doing that than fulfill my fantasy of seeing a 14-year-old who wasn't going to do as good a job. Yeah, that's exactly So right. there's just that little part of me because, I mean, there is, um, there's an amazing um, 
uh, cartoon called Wolverine and the X-Men. And there's a, it's like a Days of Future Past sort of thing. And, and in this apocalyptic future, there's Old Man Wolverine. And he's got an army of five X-23 clones <laughs> that are in like in their, like they're like 18 or 19. And they are just the most badass thing you've ever seen. Sick. So there's that little bit of me that wanted to see that. But I understand that given that this is the first time we're seeing X-23 in a live action film. Fine, let's make Imagine a Imagine that, make a having ten. an army of five of those clones just going around stuffing yeah, shit up. Mate, like, and they were just... No one would mess with you. I'll, I'll send you the YouTube link to the scene where Crazy. they just... Crazy! They f*** shit up. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. And, like, Logan is like the general, just giving them orders, and they're just going berserk. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, yeah. speaking of clones, we are sort of jumping around a fair bit, but you get to that point in, uh, in the movie, and... Okay, let's lead into it by saying that, you know... Xavier, he has the world's most powerful mind, really, uh, that, that we've seen in this franchise, at least. I know there's other characters out there that are, that are pretty big as well, but he's his mind's failing him. And you got to think, yeah, that mind going unstable with those powers, it's going to be pretty dangerous. And they really do sell that up well. Like when he starts having a seizure or whatever, like he's actually affecting hundreds of people in yeah. a massive radius around him, which mm. is kind of cool. And it ties in nicely to the other films, like, you know, when there's that first... Um a confrontation between the X-Men and the Brotherhood at the train station mm. and Xavier freezes everybody. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's an extension of that ability he has that he's now losing control of and these people are kind of freezing in place and like Caliban says at one point his heart almost stopped. Yeah. Like he couldn't he couldn't breathe. Mm. Because obviously Xavier's never had any kind of uh, telekinetic abilities. Yeah. So they didn't do it so much from a telekinetic yeah, point of view. Nothing would move. It was just people's minds yeah. were wigging out. So it was really, I think the continuity of that was, was really bang on in mm. that if he lost control of his powers, this is something that he, he could theoretically actually do. Mm. And then you got the first time that he did that and it was just affecting Caliban and Wolverine. And when he becomes a little bit more lucid and his seizure, you know, uh, goes away and he, he starts screaming out to Logan. He's like, what have you done? Where am I? Why are we here? What have you done? Where is everyone? And you start asking yourself some questions and then the story picks up and does its own thing. And you sort of mm. don't really think about it until after the casino and they're there talking about, you know, what happened, what happened recently. And then there's that story in the radio that says, hey thing at the casino that we as a viewer see in this film that 400 people were affected it's very similar to what happened a year ago in this other place where 600 people were affected now can you feel me Matty? do they say and seven mutants died did they actually say those words i feel like i heard that. i couldn't tell you I okay didn't... now the only reason that stuck out in my mind was later when we do see xavier on the bed and wolverine walks into uh, the room and Laura is asleep on the floor. Xavier says, don't wake her. Just just let her sleep. And then he says, you know what? I've He's been off his meds long enough or whatever. His mind's calmed down a fair bit. And he says, I, I remember now what happened and why you've tried to make me forget about it. I remember what I did a year ago. And they never really spell it out, but I get I started thinking mm. about that Seven Mutants thing and the fact that we don't see any, anyone else that were a part of the X-Men. Did you take from that that he killed the likes of Jean Grey, Cyclops Storm. Did he kill everyone else that was part of that core group of X-Men? Well, and that's and that's something that we alluded to in our non-spoilers chat is the, the choose your own adventure analogy. Yeah. Mm. I feel like this it's is left question mark. This is what I wanted to know more of. Mm. Um, if this if this is, you know, the final outing for these X-Men, where where are those little those little nods to those characters? Yeah. I wanna I wanna know. Was that had the other X Men already died. Was it? Was it the last seven children in the school? Yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. Who, who were they? I wanted to. I wanted to live it. And for so much of this film to be so much, 
so character driven rather than plot driven. It was mm. a very personal story between these two men. I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to experience that. And that scene, that's the scene that broke me mm. when he, when Patrick Stewart is lying there talking about how it's the best day he's had in as long as he can remember and just sort of just giving this monologue. That's when I started crying. Mm. And then at that point, that's when the movie went downhill for me. Yeah, after right. That. Midway through that scene, I suppose we're in spoilers. We yeah. can talk about well, it. No, this is what I'm building up to. I speak about clones is that I started to think that it was Boyd Holbrook's character, the guy with the metal hand. I'm like, mm. oh, he's there revealing all these secrets and then it's going to be revealed that, of, of course, it's not Logan. Like, we've, we've pretty much established mm. that now. It's not going to be a big surprise. But then it's another version of Logan. You're like, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. I mean, probably could have put it together with the whole X-24 thing that we saw them building and, oh, it's going to be a monster yeah, and abomination, the, blah, the blah, blah. But I, I just thought, and... when I first saw that body in the tank, I thought, okay, this is going to be a third act thing. As long as whatever that is doesn't become a silver samurai robot version for this film. Oh, I knew we're going to be away. grounded, 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 grounded. And then we're going to have this giant like CGI fest uh, mutant that can do all these different powers and stuff. And it's just going to make it a completely different film. Oh, as soon as I saw that, the arm in the blue liquid, I went, oh, that's our silver samurai. Yeah. That's the MacGuffin at the end of the film that we're mm, going to have to mm. overcome. And so it certainly mm-hmm. came about earlier for me. And did you notice that he, I mean, obviously shaved his head so you could tell the difference and he was wearing a dark singlet, not a white singlet, so you can actually, you know, differentiate was, between the two. He was player two. two from Street Fighter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, more than that, is it for me, he looked a shite load like Liev Schreiber looked yes, as Sabretooth in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Thought he that a bunch of times, yeah. buzz cut with the mutton yeah. chops. He yeah. may as well have been Liev Schreiber. Now, when this movie was in early development, there were some questions. I don't know whether they were rumours and they, were, they came from a... a a solid place or not, but there was talk that, and I think it, you know, people were even taking it to Hugh Jackman because he really wanted this to be a complete sort of rounding of the circle, mm. completion of the character, and that he's going to bring back Liv Schreiber. Because he was, Jackman aside, Liv Schreiber was far and away the best thing about X Men Origins Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was great in a bad movie. And I thought, well, that'd be Isn't nice. Is terrible that... when bad movies happen to good actors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that you take... Don't I know it, Matty. <laughs> you know, it's a bit like Star Wars at the moment. They don't they don't reference a lot of the prequels, but if they go and make an Obi-Wan film, it's like, well, Obi-Wan, I mean, you know, black or white for me, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan was the best thing about the prequel trilogy. Like, he was, yeah. he was, he was a fantastic a element in a very mixed bag that were those three films so if it's like they don't talk about many chlorians they don't talk about a lot of other things that the prequels did that everyone now regrets but it's like well if we're going to make an obi-wan film shit yeah we're going to get you McGregor because he was awesome so we're not going to completely run away from our past and that's what this would have been like to me is that well again how then it raises questions how do they source dna from saber tooth it's much easier if they have Wolverine because they've already got it and that's well, to where me, no this raises even more questions this mm. is to me this is where the plot falls apart yeah um, now this is not something they overly touched on in the film but the source material of x23 is she is a clone of Wolverine they get a da- they all they have left after he destroys the weapon X facility they have just a damaged sample of his DNA left I guess if you guys know a bit about you know genetics and that sort of thing fill it's... it in with frog DNA <laughs> <laughs> well no in terms of gender, it's the double X chromosome yeah. is female. The XY chromosome means you get a male. The Y chrome, how it can happen on a molecular level, I don't know, but they didn't have the Y chromosome of their DNA sample. 
So they just duplicated the X chromosome, and that's why X twenty three is a female. Mm. Right? Mm. That's that's the comic book lore for her. Yeah. In this film, they don't really touch on it, but they do touch on the fact that obviously she's a a DNA sample from they say it there James Hallett, mm. and she's grown very traditionally she's implanted into a mother given birth and all that sort of thing and she's literally been alive for 10 years Mm. at some point they've realized that this x23 program which suddenly is 20 different kids not just the whole reason she has the name x23 is because logan was weapon x Mm. and this is an extension of the weapon x program Mm. she's the 23rd attempt to clone weapon x and the first successful Mm. uh X1 through 22 were failures. Ooh. Almost like um, uh, Alien Resurrection. You know, when Ripley walks into that room and there's, she's got the, the, is it six or eight on her forearm? Yeah, yeah. And she sees the seven that came before her. That yeah. were defo- That's well, basically what... It did have next to her, she was X23-23. Because it showed, I think, the young black kid with electricity powers. He yeah. was X23-16 the or something. Yeah, program. yeah. And then they throw us this loop by saying this clone of Wolverine is X24. Mm. Now, much like I was saying about Viper or Madame Hydra, whatever she was called in the, the Wolverine, she was a she was a creation purely for that film. She doesn't exist anywhere mm, in in mm. comic book lore as as a mutant with those kind of powers. That just doesn't exist. X twenty four, to my knowledge, doesn't exist. Mm. It's not a thing because a they where do they get the sample from? I guess in this in this movie franchise there are ways around that. But b if X twenty three is ten years old. At what point did they realize? Okay, it's it's what did they even say in the film? It's too hard to corrupt these children. We need to start from scratch. Blah blah right. blah. So they grow X twenty four, but obviously with some accelerated metabolism because he's a fully grown man. Yeah. In potentially, he's only what is he, at one point um, Xander actually says, "Oh, you're virtually a newborn." So it gives me an impression that X twenty four is all of twelve months old, mm. but they've accelerated his growth pattern. It's like, well, if they had that technology a year ago, why were they still, you know, growing? It's just little things like that, that just, you, you you tug on one of those threads and the whole thing falls apart. Mm. And that was where the movie fell apart for me was when that, that beautiful heart wrenching scene with Xavier giving that monologue, he goes out like a bitch a second time. Oh, that did my head in. He went out like a bitch in X-Men three, halfway through the film. They did it to him again here. Mm. I feel I wanted. I what wanted, do you mean goes out like a bitch though? Lying in bed. Yeah, but it's not crying. like he he not like yeah, but like that was a. It, See, it was, I, I'm, I'm that was him here. pouring his heart out to a friend. Like he was actually yeah, like it's not like he room. was running away a coward yeah. from a fight or anything. That, that beautiful speech he gave. Yeah, yeah. Literally fell on deaf ears. Like one well, like figuratively fell on deaf. But that X twenty four was the one standing there. Logan never heard that speech from. Uh, from Patrick, yeah. uh, from uh, Xavier. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so sad. And then... Is that he, he, he we'll pulled his heart out and then it's kind of like it wasn't to Logan. And to so me, that's, that's... that's what I think furthers that. It's it's a good part about that. But to me, that's the going out like a bitch. That's he's lying there no. pouring his heart out to his best friend. His, his only friend left. Every person he's ever known is dead. Yeah. Logan is the last person there. He's virtually saying goodbye and thank you to everything that he's done. Logan never hears that. X-24 just reaches over, puts his fist on his chest and stabs him through the heart. Yeah. I, and, but you know what? That's actually like, it's, it's classic what happens to Logan. Like this is the Logan story and everything that happens to Logan, everyone he cares about gets f***ing killed. Yeah. And it's like the best friend that he's ever had that's always had faith in him no matter what has died and it's like he doesn't know that the at speech the was said. At the hands of him, really. At the, at like, the hands of, yeah. But yeah. that's what I think. It's like he doesn't know the speech was said but it, it's classic staying true to the well, story but of then shit they, happens. But, to me, they, but yeah. then they ruin it 
by somehow Xavier surviving that chest wound for another three minutes so that Logan can pick him up, take him out of the house into the flatbed truck and have Patrick Stewart just mumbling something about a boat and then dying. And I was like, I knew Patrick, I like, I was going this film 99% sure I was going to get a Patrick Stewart death scene. So I was prepared for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted him going out like a champ. I wanted him, that scene in the casino where he's having his seizure and he, you kind of get the, the, the vibe that he bought that seizure on himself mm. when he well, realized he, he that X-23 that, yeah. was, in, uh, was in peril. I wanted him to go out there. Mm. I wanted him to go out saving that little girl's life. Yeah. Not, not a punk in a blanket on a bed. Mm. I just, like, and like we were saying in the non-spoilers review, it's it was an impossible task going in to satisfy everybody, but... To me, I think, for me, this was more a Professor Xavier film than it was uh, a Wolverine film because I have more of a connection to Professor X mm. so and Patrick Stewart in particular. So I like, that's that's what I was here for and I didn't get, which is probably wrong on my behalf because it's, you know, the name of the film is friggin' Logan. But, yeah, but still, like, you know, that's what you take But I it. just, to me, it was that same mistake of X-Men 3 where he went out like a bitch midway through the film and... I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't get I, a goodbye. Almost, I almost want to use your what you wanted from this film against your view on X3. Like, I'm going to say X3 wasn't a bad movie because it mm. wasn't great at all. But I don't see him going out like a bitch there either because no. that was one of his oldest pupils. And he essentially sacrificed himself. Yeah. Like, not so much to save anybody, but to try and save her. Like, he probably went into that situation knowing there's no way he can save her, but he did everything he could to try and talk this nuclear bomb from exploding, but you we know. don't see any of that in X three. It's just a stair fest between Jean Grey and Xavier. Yeah, you don't see like what we talked about in a, in Apocalypse, where I wanted to see that that astral battle between yeah, yeah, Apocalypse yeah, yeah. and Jean Grey. I wanted to see that in X Men three. I wanted to see that astral plane battle between Jean Grey, Phoenix, and Pat and Xavier in, mm, in X Men mm. three, and I didn't get it. Yeah. So for me, it just there wasn't enough time spent mourning the creator of the X-Men, the yeah. X-Men are named after him. He, he is the X-Men. Yeah. So from there, we have this big battle scene. We're against X-24. I'm going to take it or leave it. Whatever. He gets taken out by a farmer with a truck and a shotgun. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and then we, we and <laughs> plowed him into a big old steel bunch of spikes and then shot him in the face. With him a shotgun. The yeah. But if that was the real Logan, he would have just pushed that truck aside and kept fighting. Yeah. X24 was a bitch. <laughs> um, so think... then we go to the, uh, funeral scene where he buries Xavier mm. and there is that little moment there where Laura grabs his hand, mm. but then he kind of, you know, you can see Logan fighting back the emotion. He doesn't really want to accept it. And the moment he accepts it is when he gets in the truck and he can't start the truck Mm. and all of his frustrations are taken out on that truck. And the problem I had there is it was done in such a wide shot. We didn't get to see any of Hugh Jackman giving us that emotion and the vibe in the room, people were laughing because he was just going fuck, 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 Mm. and smashing the truck. It was played as a comedic moment. Mm. And then he collapsed and ended up with it. So I feel like just the whole, if this is a farewell to uh, Professor Xavier... I was disappointed. Yeah, it's. I actually had to have that moment with myself mm. when you saw his face just drop because he lost the, the he lost his life. I'm like, oh, when oh, the shit. eyes you can see like, he just sort of Professor he, X has just died. Like I actually had to accept, look, even though he was stabbed, the fact that he hadn't died yet. Like I was just like, okay, I'm fully prepared that he might not have been. Something's gonna cut, like, come out here. Like but, whether there's like a 
that serum shit. Oh, no, Mate, no, no, no. I thought I it was a dream sequence. No, oh, yeah. no, I legit As soon as thought... he stabbed him, I'm like, all right, when's he wake up? Yeah, whatever. Me too. And then as soon as it was Hugh Jackman, I'm like, okay, when's he going to wake up? Yeah. You might have seen, at that point, that was in my hands, went to the top of my head, and I'm just going, as yeah. I'm watching it, just going, this isn't a dream sequence. Mm. This isn't a dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. I guess to me, like, while... I'm kind of defending the choose your own adventure for the story that it did take rather than how it maybe should have went. But the fact that Xavier was having that big monologue and realizing what he did. And I'm like, Oh, I, I want to know what happened. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I did want that to happen, but it really, oh, for me, like, it's like, well, you Wolverine doesn't need to tell the audience what happened because he's got no one to talk to. Like, he's not going to tell Laura the story of what happened just to fill the audience in. It's like that was a moment lost between the two of them. They didn't get to really share and have the proper goodbye that I guess they would have wanted, or at least, you know, Xavier didn't get to pass away in his sleep. And it's just like, well, look, their whole existence has been fucked for the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. Like, it was just another... St- Even Wolverine, it's like... He went out fighting, but at the same time, it's like he he didn't get to have a happy ending that he wanted to either. Like, he... Might not have necessarily wanted a daughter, but he had a daughter there anyway and whatnot. Like, he, I like that moment at the end, like, where he's just told her to f off. He's like, go and do your own, honestly, sort yourself out. You can go do this, blah, blah, blah. And he says, the people that I care about get hurt. She's like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to get hurt then because you don't care about me, you know? Mate, um, apply ointment to the area twice daily because you just got burnt. Yeah. Like, that was. Yeah. Fantastic. That stung when Yet, she said that. Next yeah. morning like, he wakes fine. up like, and he oh. sees the drones going over and then he has a look and he can see the cars and his immediate thought and instinct is to go and rescue people. It's like the, the night before he was an arsehole, I didn't care. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I've got to go save them. Like there were no there were no two ways about it. So, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I, as a lover of the character, I would love to see him. If it was, say, his own story, I definitely would have wanted something more. But because it was stuck in a Wolverine film it sort of just helped the whole i guess nature in a way of they don't none of them have ever gotten what they wanted they're in a world that hates mm. them blah 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 but um i mean yeah i'm not i'm not going to defend the the nature of x24 like i like seeing those fights and yeah, see, i could take them or leave them oh no i just like just the ferocity of it and whatnot and just how, like how brute like even at the end there x23 is just stab 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 and i'm like okay shit when are we going to cut to a different shot like yeah, i'm fine watching it but i'm mm. like how much more can this guy take i know he's immortal but really <laughs> um yeah it, it was no silver samurai by by no means but i'm wondering yeah how much better would it have worked if it was just a case of Boyd Holbrook's character, Donald Pierce, and a shit ton more Reavers. Like, rather than, yeah. you know, or if they're wearing an, an armor or some other bullshit yeah, something. You know, I alternative. Mean, well, but, you know, still a samurai turned out to be yeah, armor. Yeah, but you so know what I mean? Like, there. The, the, the Logan version of the, of the armor. W- what I wanted towards that end there is through this whole film, we see X23 as a killing machine. She's been bred that way, mm. that's all she knows. We meet up with the rest of her brothers and sisters, and they're all pussies. Mm. I'm they with all... you, and they they were so heavily described as being killing machines, and that they can we do this. We see the training get... montage. It's like I understand they're kids, and they're trying to get away from the from the brutality of, of the the life they were raised with. But you're so right, dude. They, it's twenty like, army guys against like ten of those kids. That's that that I didn't agree with either. It's those just army like they were they chance. were a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, they just didn't do shit. Yeah, it's like they knew they had powers, and they were doing little bits and pieces here and there. But it's like. When the army of dudes were rolling up, they were running like little They're bitches. screaming and literally screaming, run away, like, run away. Yeah, and it's like if, if all of them stood there and actually used all their powers, those dudes wouldn't have been able to do shit. Yeah. And it's like, 
I understand it furthers the storyline and all that kind of stuff, but you like, yeah, I agree with you, dude. If you have a clan of mutants with all different yeah. collective powers, well, even even what I was saying before, I wanted I wanted I wanted four more X twenty threes to show up, mm. and the five of them just go to town. Mm. I didn't want to see any of these other mutant kids again. They've created mutant characters for this film that don't. But then exist again, that'd be like bringing in the ghosts of um on, on uh, Lord of the Rings three when they they rock up in the port with all the ghosts of the dead warriors and stuff. No one can kill them, and they just just mm. like ab- absolutely obliterate the army of orcs. And it would be the same as if you had five X twenty threes. It's like there's no battle. Yeah. Bring Optimus but, Prime into the fight. No one kills Optimus Prime. You know what I mean? So it's like, to me, I, it was just, see where you come it from. was just hard because they didn't seem to have the same training shit. She yeah. was taking on X-24 one-on-one yeah. and owning him. And they were all standing around like they all had like their own little personal battle the, with one dude. With Children of the Corn. Just hold, I feel like none of them knew what their powers were actually going to be. Yeah. They all just held out their hands and they put it all in in post. But but yeah, <laughs> they, but yeah, it's true. It's so true. Like they, all of them focused on one dude where it's like they all had such incredible mm. powers and yet they leave one chick to get her ass handed to her by the other dude. It's like, why are you guys focusing on one guy? I know he was a prick to you guys growing up, but yeah. it's like, can hold but him where, down, do your shit. That everyone get over there. And where and was just, their training? You know, where was the training that X twenty three got? Yeah, where they were apparently theirs? bred warriors. I understand. Obviously, X twenty three is she's a brawler because her her power they've they've given her they've given yeah. her this um, adamantium skeleton. Whereas the other guys were more like, you know, your storm powers and your Iceman powers. But surely they're getting hand-to-hand combat training and, mm. and being, oh, shit, yeah. being taught how to use their powers better than, you know. Like, Richter could have f***ed shit up. Mm. But he didn't. Yeah. Until right at the end. I was like... So there was just little things Wasted like Wasted opportunity. This. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's that's a perfect way to put it. It's just there's these... that It had the, the threads of just this just awesomeness. And up until, like I said, up until that Patrick Stewart copping in the chest, this movie was perfection. And up, to, and then from there it kind of just unraveled a bit, mm. and I was a, I was a bit, but I mean it was, it was still for me leaps and bounds better than Origins and the Wolverine, and even better than Apocalypse for me, mm. purely for that first half. Yeah, it was just gorgeous, and even certain elements throughout the second half. Yeah, brilliant. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Not even just Fox and X Men, but. Superhero movies in general. I mean, this movie's not going to make Deadpool money because it's not no. as much fun no. as Deadpool. Mm. And Deadpool, you don't have to see any other X Men. You go and watch Ryan Reynolds do some crazy shit in a mm. weird costume. You know, this, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch an X Men movie, but whatnot. But you kind of have to really dive into the character. And, you know, you're not coming in there drunk like you could go watch Deadpool or something like that. <laughs> so while Deadpool went on, strangely, it was the hardest movie to get made in the franchise. And it's the most successful X-Men mm. film Well, and it also had... To date. It had no expectation. Mm. So when people heard yeah. great things about it, they're like, yeah. oh, I'll go, and, I'll go and give it a crack. Yeah. I'll spend 20 bucks on a ticket and go and see it. Yeah. Whereas Logan almost has all of the expectation. Yeah. yeah. So but even with that, like, know? Black or White for me, it's a good movie, but it's not going to have the Deadpool box office, uh, but at the same time, it is going to make a shit ton of money, especially for an R-rated superhero movie, which people have been a little bit afraid to make. You know, Marvel are doing it on Netflix. You know, while we don't get a rating on Netflix, it's very much an MA slash American R-rated show. Uh, Then you've got, you know, the likes of your Deadpool and your Fox. 
I mean, you know, at one stage when I know we had our own problems with Suicide Squad, but they were like, oh, should that be the type of movie in the DC world? That could be it's a, that could be the the pocket R-rated version of that mate, universe and things. Mate, we so, just had the Oscars. Don't talk to me about Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Maddie. The Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad, I think, is what you need to refer to it as. Thank you. I will gut you like a pig. <laughs> but it'll just be interesting to see what kind of effect that you know. Deadpool was like, sure, let's take a shot up Logan. If it doesn't work, well, we're not making any more Wolverine movies anyway. Mm. At least with Hugh Jackman, so it's not like we need this to be a success to bring about the next one they're already going to struggle with the next one anyway because they're going to have to chuck in you know a tom hardy or a taron egerton or something to bring wolverine back into the series five ten years whatever down the track Mm. so it'll just be interesting to see what lasting effect as far as a rating this movie has on not only x-men movies uh but superhero movies in general and hopefully it'll let them relax a little bit and say maybe we can venture out and make a truly adult sort of film yeah. set in a very generic audience sort of universe. This film to me is like, if you compare Adam West's Batman mm. to the first X-Men film, you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. holy crap, look how far we've come. Mm. You compare X-Men 1 to this film, and you go, holy crap, look how far we've come. Yeah. In terms of a serious adult film based on a comic book. Yeah. Something interesting that I... I realized though is I always thought this film was going to be almost like a sequel or or an epilogue to the future scenes from Days of Future Past but it's not yeah because when was that set that would have had to have been 2024 yeah. because the, the the past section of that took place in 1974 yep. and it was 50 years in the future yeah. so 2024 so this film takes place five years after that 29 I thought they said yeah, that 2029. yeah 2029 the problem is, is at Wolverine says at one point no mutant kids have been born in 20 years. Mm, mm. Yet five years previous in the Days of Future Past There's timeline... There's so many kids in yeah. the campus. The school right. is, yeah. is open and running. But, you know, X-Men, not a fan of continuity, Hell even no. its own no. franchise. No. You know, like X-Men 1 and 2 had their own sort of contradictions. You go to X-Men 3, more X-Men Origins, yeah. Wolverine, blow the water. And then yeah. they just went on and on and on. But, I mean, even the Wolverine, I mean, that ended... Yeah, that was my big gripe, was that it ended with a, a tease towards Days of Future Past. Mm. Now, Wolverine, at the end of that film, had his adamantium stripped from his claws. He's got his bone claws, the first mm. time we've ever seen them on film. Days of Future Past starts with him now rejoined with Professor X and Magneto, like he was at the end of the Wolverine. He's got his adamantium back. Mm. You're like, well, I, okay, you're with a guy that's metal. I wish I knew how that happened, but okay, whatever. You know, yeah. like but the, you want like a Marvel one shot of just seeing that, just something because it's what, like what happened, or a, or a nod to it. Part, I mean, part of I guess the fun of it is they go, you know what? We just want to make the best movie we can possible. They don't mm. always succeed, but it's like who cares mm. whatever else is going on? Let's just take these characters of this story and make yeah. it good. And if it ties in, then great. And if it doesn't, whatever. Mm. And that's what this film did. Like uh, he was. Professor X was referring to finding him. You're a cage fighter. I'm like, well, there you go. That yeah. ties into what we saw. Statue Logan of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. There's some X-Men 1 references. And then there yeah. were some other things along the way to suggest that, yes, it does very much sit in this universe if you don't yeah. think about the great detail. Yeah. But then there was interviews with, I think, James Mangold, the director, and Hugh Jackman. I forget who came first, and I forget which one of them said what thing. But whoever mm. came first said maybe it doesn't exist in the in in the X Men universe, it's like a little pot. It's its own thing. It's its own yeah. separate story, which is what the then old the, man Logan story was. Yeah, and then the, from the comics. then the next day, the other person said, "Well, it, it kind of is still very much in mm. the X Men universe." So it's like Days of Future Past. It doesn't yeah. necessarily follow on from the Wolverine or X Men Two or anything, but it's yeah. like you know what? Same characters, same actors playing them most of the time. 
if you just want to watch it, not think about the detail, they all exist in some kind and of chronological And this is where I'm order. glad. For my internal chronology, I can still have X-Men 1, 2, and 3 in Days of Future Past on my DVD shelf. Yep. And that is a perfect, you know, wrapped up in a bundle, gives me my happy ending at the end, and I'm happy. Yep. This was potentially going to be an epilogue to that that was going to, you know, destroy that happy ending. Yep. But, you know, give us, you know, a really heart-wrenching ending. Because it is kind of in its own pocket universe, Yeah, that means I can give it or take it. Yeah. It doesn't affect my, and little, in, in some my ways, little bundle. If you take away that mention that it's 2029... It could be 2039, it could be 2050, you know. Mm. And also Professor X referring to a very much colour movie that he's watching. I'm like, okay, when did that colour film come out? He goes, it's almost 100 years old. And I watched it when I was 10. He says he's 90, he's 10, that's nearly 100 years old. Yep, great. And I want to know when that film is because then I'm like, well, surely that film wasn't made in 1929 because it doesn't look like a 1929 Mm. movie. So have they taken a 1945 movie and then in 2029, they go, oh, it's nearly 100 years old. I'm like, well, now you're contradicting your own facts in the same <laughs> film. But anyway, who cares? Just watch it. Don't worry about the details. Yep. And for me, it's like, yeah, it kind of exists 5, 10 years, 20 years down the track from Deadpool or Days of Future Past. And yeah. Just accept it, you know. So anyway. Yep. But not a bad place to start for the year. I know we've got, uh, what, next, the end of next month, the 25th of April, 10 full days before America gets it. Thank you very much. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We're just, I'm just talking superhero films here. Uh, July, I want to say. Early How July. Can we get Guardians of the Galaxy 10 days early and we still haven't got Lego Batman. Don't get, don't, don't get me started, mate. John Wick 2 is going to hit theatres here three months after it hits in the States. Yeah, that's bullshit. That'll give me time to see the first one. Yeah, yeah and you should, because that shit's a lot <laughs> of fun. It's so good. And uh, also, I mean, while we're talking Marvel, not quite related, but at the same time, just hammering how late we get stuff here in Australia. I got an email last week from Channel 7 saying, new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm like, great, because you started playing this season the same day as America. Fast-tracked episodes. I'm like, that's interesting, because in America, they're up to like episode 14. You stopped at 6. Maybe you're just going to catch up and go, bugger the rest of it. No, 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 no. Uh, I want to say in another week, so early March, mm-hmm. they're going to play episode seven, which in America premiered December 7 or something like that. So three months after, and they're still calling it a fast track. And I'm like, guys, Yet we you get could Ellen sail and- there and back in shorter than three months. Don't say that's fast-tracked anymore. Yet we get Ellen and James Corden the day after they, <laughs> yeah. they play in the yeah. States. <laughs> what the F. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man in July, Thor in November, that Wonder get- Woman the end of June, Justice League in November. We've got plenty more superhero movies to talk about before the end of the year. And like you said, Lego Batman does come out at the end of this month. Apparently, it is excellent. So well, we will be talking about Great. that on Get Into Geek as tease well. for uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, We spoke about this the other day. You and I spoke about this off mic <laughs> yep. the other day. I am known for my colourful, you know, nerdy T-shirts. I don't think I've ever seen you wear the same shirt twice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I do have a shirt prepared for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. If the movie sucks, I am prepared to burn it. <laughs> Look, so I, I don't bring... want the movie to suck. I really want I the movie really, to be, want good. be really, really good. And I know you do, amazing. but that would also be great video content. Yeah, so I kind of want you to burn it regardless. I'm bringing a second shirt the night of that screening just, just in case. case. That's what I like. No, that could be yeah. half the fun if you Commitment have to drive to home course, topless. Like yeah, it's true. <laughs> Get a speeding <laughs> ticket. Hey, yeah. yeah, pulled over. Why are you wearing a shirt, sir? Because Wonder Woman sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go what? home and watch Roseanne now, all right? <laughs> oh, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> that is getting to get, get into movies. 
Full spoilers chat about Logan. Uh, thank you, boys, very much for joining. Maddie, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, Habish Maddie on Instagram. Lincoln Lewis. Lincoln underscore Lewis, mate. On Twitter and Instagram are both quite on the, the Instagram same. lately. Yeah, I have, mate. I've taken a bit of a hiatus, but now I'll see what happens. Just busy, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having a bit of a break. Mate, you making that... A- a- was it Akai? Acai? Acai. Matt. You, like once once you've put that on Instagram, where do you go from there? Stop really, you're, like... a, you're a sweet talker. Check, <laughs> check it out, ladies. Uh, myself, well, Mitch <laughs> underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Get in a geek. We're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just simply at Get in a geek. Get in a geek dot com is our website. You can check out all of our reviews and podcasts there. You can check out all of our podcasts as well on the SoundCloud and iTunes app. Or if you want to drop us a line, get into geek at gmail dot. I'm not too sure when our next movie will be. Hopefully next week with Kong Skull Island. I'm excited about that for a bunch of different reasons. Some good, some bad. But uh, we'll be back hopefully next week to talk about... We'll potentially be ridiculed by you two. I've actually got into Riverdale. That might be a separate chat. Mm. I wasn't expecting to get into it, but I've got myself quite into it. Well, if there was a way that I thought we would end our Logan spoilers chat, it was not a reference (laughs) to Riverdale. Get into geek.com.